Welcome to the Bull, the Bear, and My Brother's Chair podcast. I'm Brian Lucius, Chief Marketing Officer at Gradient Financial Group. And I'm Nate Lucius, President of Gradient Financial Group. And we've got a little change in our format today. There will be no special guests with us, so therefore no one is going to have to give up their chair. So that's a good thing. Uh, The topic of today is we're going to talk about the best bull and bear ideas right now. So not necessarily market specific, but what are we bullish on? What are things we're digging right now? And what are things that are we're bearish on? What are things that we're really not digging right now? So, Nate, I know you've got a couple to go through. Why don't you give us something that you're bullish on right now? I do. I do. Uh, A couple of things. One, and, and first and foremost... We're in the wealth management business, right? I'm bullish on the wealth management business. Shocking, right? Uh, First, we've never been in a time in my, certainly in Gradient's history, like we are today. And what do I mean by that? One, you look traditionally at investing in financial products. You either have one of two things happening traditionally. One, you can get a good interest rate, right? You can go out to banks, you can go out to insurance companies, you can go out wherever you choose. Retirees, people looking, advisors out there can find really good interest rates. The challenge right now is what are interest rates at? Terrible. Right, what do you get at a bank? 1%, 1.5%, 2 depends on what you're buying, but somewhere in the 1% to 2% range. You look at the stock market today, over the last 10 years, what do you think the stock market's averaged? S&P. Seven and a half. Seven and a half is a good long-term average. I think it's north of 10 or 11 if you look over the last 10 years since the 08 crisis and the rebound. So the reason, those all sound bearish, right? Well, they're not. Sure. The reason I'm bullish is because people today, consumers, people looking for our advice, for our help, have never needed it more. So what do I do? I can't just go buy something at a high interest rate. I can't just throw my money in the stock market. Who knows what's going to happen over the next 10 years. So today more than ever, people need our advice. They need our help. What do I do? How do I generate income? How do I do those things that I could have done three years or five years or 10 years ago that frankly are difficult today? So people need our help more than they've ever had in the past. What do you, what do you think about what's happening in the, the news media? When people turn on the news... Or the challenge being is you don't need to turn on the news anymore. Information's everywhere. I got in an elevator the other day and CNN was on. I open up Facebook or Instagram. There's news footage in there. What are what are consumers seeing out there? Yeah, it's, it's tough, right? I mean, you, you watch TV, you watch the political debates. You might as well not, but but if you choose to, it's uh, it's tough, right? You've got trade stuff going on. You've got investigations. You've got China. You've got all these problems, so to speak, that may or may not be actual problems. So it's tough. You look today and it looks like the bottom's about to fall out when in reality, things are pretty good. And that's what the, that's the hard part is when I drive around my the area I live in, I've never seen more houses being built right now. I mean, from a labor standpoint, obviously you can read labor statistics, but try to get a landscaper over to do a $800 job. They're not interested. They can't find the help. So you, you see one thing on the news, but you feel like you experience a different thing. Yeah, people are, the, the reality is consumers are pretty strong today. I mean, that's the reality. But if you look in the news, you look around, everybody wants you to believe that things aren't that great. And that's political, number one. But 
I think more importantly, things are good, right? And things are going well. The question remains is what happens over the next 10 years? I wish I knew. I don't. But again, things in the wealth management business, now is the time to be providing help to people that need it. I would agree with you. It's a confusing time for consumers, and luckily we're in this business and they always need our help. So let's transition a little bit. So the wealth management business, uh, Brian, what? give me something that you're bullish on. I'll switch gears a little bit here and do one on the marketing side. One of the things that I am digging right now is advisors filling seminars with the with the use of social media. And it's a, it's a weird, confusing thing for a lot of people who have done seminars with the traditional direct mail because it feels like it's a, a, a different, totally different universe that you're doing. However, when you look at social media, you still have a invite. It's just online instead of in your hands. You can still use Facebook to choose the demographic of 55 and up, and they have these interests, and they live in these zip codes in these areas, just like I would do demographics on a dinner seminar mailing, only I push it out through social media, primarily Facebook, and there's a lot of companies that are doing it really well right now. So we've had a lot of advisors who have been doing traditional dinner seminars. I love seminars. I think there's no better way to get in front of a group of people and use your time more efficiently to get prospects in the door. And I think social media has given us a different avenue to fill those seminars in a medium where people are spending more time than they are in their mail. Do you think or do you like social media and social media seminars because it's more cost effective or it's easier or what's the like? I, I like it that it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's where people are right now. So you, you, part of people's bias in social media, even the term, is they, they may not like or understand social media in their personal lives. If you didn't grow up around Facebook or Instagram, you may, might think it's the dumbest thing possible to turn on and see what Nate ate for dinner last night, which I'm not terribly disagreeing that some of it is, is a little I odd. I said spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> with my kids, but Should've anyway, a picture of that. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's if you look at the demographic and you'd say, well, our demographic's not on Facebook, it's, it's absolutely false. I mean, the demographic that, that our advisors are after, the 55 plus, they are the fastest growing demographic on Facebook. The ones that are coming off are the, the millennials of the day or whatever you want to call the younger folks that are transitioning onto other platforms. You know why they're not on Facebook? I don't. Because all their parents and grandparents are on. It's not cool anymore. That is true. They're on all sorts of different ones. So that's where people are. And when you look at, you know, most people in life, maybe you're not one of them, but they, they legitimately have a social media routine when they turn their phone on. Do you have this? I absolutely so do. So what, what do you do when you go to social media? Because you're, you're on a, what ones I, are you on? I'm on, uh, uh, I'm on Facebook. Have mm-hmm. been, I've actually been on Facebook since college, back when you needed a .edu in order to be on Facebook. But anyway, that's that's a different topic. Uh, Instagram, a little bit. Don't really post much, but I enjoy looking at pictures. And uh, the third one would be Snap. I'm a, I'm a Snap guy. He's a Snap. Yeah, He's a regular influencer. 26 followers <laughs> or friends. <laughs> so when you, when you get on your phone, you most likely... I don't know this, but you check one, you check the next, and you check the next. I do. That's how people live. So by getting social media seminars and advertisements out there, it's interesting how much it actually 
is is ex- almost exactly like direct mail, just a different form of getting in front of people. So I think it's where people are. I also think when you get in direct mail, I mean, you tell me, what do you do with your mail when you walk up from the mailbox? Uh, I got to be honest with you. I've, I haven't looked at a piece of mail unless my wife puts it on the counter for me. I, I don't even have a, we have a key for our mailbox. I don't even have a key for my <laughs> mailbox. So anyway, I don't know what I do with it other than one thing a week might be important. What kind of neighborhood do you live in? You got a key for your mailbox. <laughs> I, it's either a good one or a bad one. I, I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> so that's exactly it. Otherwise, you grab it, you walk up, you throw it all in the trash. So if you haven't looked at social media as a seminar, social media as a way of filling seminars, I highly suggest you do at least know about it. You can't argue that social media is not, sorry for the Minnesota analogy, but it's not where the puck is at, but it's where the puck is going. And it's just something that I'm bearish and really digging right now. Uh, so you don't think social media is just some big fad that's going to die next week? The internet's more of a fad. That I might die, but social media will live on if that's possible. Understood. What's something that you're bearish on? What's something you're not digging? Yeah, well, you uh, you mentioned the puck uh, hockey reference, I, I, I believe. <laughs> and uh, I got to, just because of the recent happenings, I got to be honest, I'm bearish on the Minnesota Wild right now. I'm a big hockey fan. Love hockey, high school, college, professional, whatever it is. But, uh, I mean, you look at the Wilds' history here. They make the playoffs as the 7 or 8 team. They lose in the first round. This year they start, and it isn't pretty. So I can't – I didn't even buy Wild tickets this year. Because I just – anyway, I'm just bearish on it. It's it's just always – kind of Minnesota sports in general. But um, (laughs) – But anyway, we got some hope with uh, the Gophers, Gopher football. We got the Vikings. We got other things going. But the Minnesota Wild Hockey, I just, I can't get into it right now. And did we, did we I'm, I'm not a huge sports fan for most people that have, that know me. I don't know much about it. I couldn't name it's true. five players. Do we, did we lose some studs on the Wild? Or no. like what uh, happened? No, we, we've got Coaching a bunch issue? of uh, players that make a lot of money over a lot of contract years and they're getting up there. And we just, the young Young crop is just just kind of always in that. Traditionally in sports, right, you got to go to the cellar before you get some people and get some fresh blood in there, and then you're at the top. Well, the Wild have always lived in that 7, 8, 9, 10, and just have never made it happen. So anyway, uh, we still have hope, but but our hope is uh, it's not great. I love that the uh, old and young is a relative term in the sports world. We That's have a bunch true. of old 27-year-olds probably. <laughs> we do, yeah, 30 to 32. Good. As long as we transition then off of business for a second, I'll give you something that I'm also bullish on, and that is socks. Nate, how's your sock game? My sock game's strong. Is I it mean, strong? We have some people, actually, a gentleman that I work with, um, that uh, I, I like to think his sock drawer starts at white on the left. <laughs> And it has some form of gray, brown, and ends in black on the right. My mine doesn't look like that. I'm, uh, you can't see my socks right now, but they're they strong. Nice. They are strong. So I'm bullish. I think if you have good socks, get some colorful socks. Get outside the norm. I believe socks are the new necktie. I haven't worn a necktie in. Is it even called a necktie anymore? Or just a tie. I don't tie? think so. <laughs> I'll tell you one Maybe thing. Never. On the sock train, is an idea, right? It's bonus. We, in the past, probably your idea, I don't know, I like to think it's my idea, but it probably <laughs> wasn't, we sent out colored socks, socks that had our logo on it, the gradient logo, to our top advisors, and we sent it through the Sock, sock of the Month Club, whatever that was called. There's mm-hmm. a lot of them out there. 
one of the best things we've ever done in terms of recognition, in terms of excitement, in terms of things like that. So if you're if you're looking for something to do, whether it's clients or family or friends or whatever, Sock of the Month Club is a big hit. Right. And it changes people's sock drawer. That'll, that'll force you into it. It'll force you into buying those. The other thing is those that's winter. Now you get into summer, new thing is no show socks. You look like you're barefoot, but you don't have the problems that bare feet in shoes cause, if you know what I'm talking about. I do. So you get the no-shows in the summer, you get colorful socks for the fall and winter, your clients will comment on them, other people will comment on them, your good buddies will make fun of them. It is a great thing. I have a question about that. What is that? Do you have to wear short pants if you don't have socks on? You're getting a little more trendy than uh, than this corporate stiff sitting over here, right. so no, no, you just uh, it's just a sneaky move. That appears to be the thing with, with the young folks is, you get pants that look like they're two, three, four inches too short so that you can show off your no socks. That's young people do that. Also, very old people do that, too. Yeah. They wear their short pants it's for a different reason. It's That's not a true. fashion statement, but it goes well with New Balances. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are, you got anything else you're bearish or bullish on? You know, I would say bullish, uh, transitioning back to business a little bit in the wealth management business. I mean, you think about companies right now, companies that create products, whether it's Grady inter insurance companies or investment companies. I mean, you can't, it's not as easy, right? I mean, we, with rates being so low, the stock market being so high, you got to be creative. And those companies today that are creating products that have unique features and benefits, I'll give you one. I mean, if I was a consumer today, I don't know what's going to happen over the next 10 years in the stock market, the S and P, but if it does well, I would like to participate. Is that a fair statement? A fair statement. However, if it does poorly, I would like some level of, I'm not going to lose my socks, so to speak. <laughs> I don't want to lose money. I don't mind losing some, but I don't want to get smoked. Yeah, so you know, not to talk specific products, but there are things out there today that you know we offer, that insurance companies offer, that if the market does well, hey, you're going to participate. You could even make 10% or more if the market does well. However, there's some level of downside. So the market loses five or 10 or 15, you might lose zero to five or, or some number that's a little more manageable. So to me, one of the things that I think is important today is those companies, folks like us have to get more creative to provide those product solutions that, that fit for today's environment. I agree with that. All right, last thing that I'll touch on for my bearish is the use of terminology and this is this is something that I fight against all the time is the use of both on our end and advisors ends in terminology and math and numbers of that are complicated to the end consumer. So I'll give you an I'll give you an example. This is a story I heard a couple of weeks ago is McDonald's. What is there? They have a Big Mac. Nate, they do. What is what is the other big burger they're known for? The Big Mac and the Quarter Pounder. Quarter Pounder. I, I'm not a big McDonald's guy, but I guess the Quarter Pounder. But I'm familiar with the Big Mac. <laughs> He's more of a nugget guy. Uh, so they had their Quarter Pounder. They've had it for forever, right? So A&W, which it's hard to find an A&W, but if you do, you got to stop the, it. That's the root beer. That's the root beer, yep. yep. A&W, but also a fast yep. food chain that yep. started. In the 80s, they were going to make a run at the Quarter Pounder. Okay. Yep. So you know what they decided to do? The Double Quarter Pounder. They were going to do a Third Pounder, right? Quarter pound, one-fourth, 
Third pound, one third. Which one's bigger, Nate? Uh, I missed that. Say that again. Which one's bigger, quarter pounder or third pounder? A third pound. Third pounder, right? So A&W does taste tests. Everybody raves about this burger and how great it is, and this is going to be A&W's run at old Mickey D's, yep. right? You're going to take down Ronald. So it's not selling. So they do a focus group, and you know what they found out why people weren't buying this burger? Because they like McDonald's. <laughs> Because of the fries. No, yeah, that'd, be, that's that'd true. be a terrible story. They weren't buying it because they said, why would I pay as much money for a one-third pound when I could get a one-fourth pound for the same money you're overcharging us? Ah, Four oh. was bigger than three, which tells you that people don't understand basic math. If you're getting a quarter pounder and a third pounder mixed up, how are you going to understand caps and participation rates not that you have to avoid those things, but CAPS participation rates buffers all these this terminology that is important that you explain, but it is not the, the concept or the answer as to why somebody would buy something. Does that make sense? It makes sense. You even take it a step further, and we've looked at a lot of these things. Of They are comparison softwares of indexed annuities. There's a lot of them out there right now. Life insurance does it. Investment does it. Yep. Comparisons of how the product has performed versus... The other one and it's got numbers and math and annualized rates of return and all these things and we find them terribly fascinating yet when we show them to consumer are they really do they mean anything or are they just drowning in the numbers no they don't generally they don't mean anything it's, so, it's what is it what does it mean to me not not what is it right totally we've always been you know fact and feeling finding people don't buy the product itself they buy what it does for them and that goes along with a lot of things in life so if you're using terminology if you're looking at those types of softwares and analytical things and it's okay that you're into them and it's good that you know and, and, and bolster your knowledge on how all these things work but just watch the translation of how you use those things to consumers because you'll bore them and they won't understand it and the what you risk is that they understood something different than what you meant it. Yeah, and, and there's no question, and I think this is probably a topic for a, another episode, but you're really talking about is, does, means, right? Correct. Those folks that are any business you're in, anything you do, right? Everybody's really good at the is. What is it? All the, the numbers, the statistics. What is it is? What is it does? What does it do for me? That's important. More importantly, what does it mean to me? How is it going to help me do X? How is it going to help me travel the country? How is it going to help me do whatever it is that I want to do? That's what people miss. They're really good at the is, the does, and the means. Most people never really get there. 100% agree. All right, Nate. I think that's all the time we've got for today. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very bullish overall. But again, there are some things that, that are out there that not overly happy with sometimes and it's been fun all right that's all the time we have for today thank you so much for listening and tune in to our next episode where one of us will give up our chips